Hello, good morning, it's Denise uh, from Women Beyond a Certain Age. I'm so excited. We have Dr. Elizabeth Yarnell as our guest today. Now, let me tell you, this is the power of social media. I had to ask Elizabeth how we knew each other because she had read our newsletter. And then, she, and then after we connected, I was so excited that she wanted to be a guest because she, all her credentials will be on our website and on the Facebook page. So we want to ask her a little bit how she got into it. But Elizabeth is talking about women and inflammation today. And I just, when she wrote me the email, not only what, uh, do I suffer from inflammation, but I think most people do, <laughs> a lot of people do, and they're not even aware of it. So that's why Dr. Elizabeth is with us today. So Elizabeth, tell us something about you and how you got here, how you got to be a doctor that, that knows so much about this. Well, Denise, I'm so excited to be talking to you on your podcast and to your audience. Um, I am myself also a woman of a certain age, and um, these are my peeps. So thank you so much for allowing me to come on today. Well, I, I ha I, I'm thrilled you're here, and I thank you so much. Elizabeth also responded because in last month's newsletter, I talked about buying saffron in Barcelona, and she responded with a hysterical story of when the customs inspector found saffron in her suitcase and, of course, thought it was illegal drugs. <laughs> yep, you know, a powdery substance as I was on my way back from Brazil coming through Miami. Yeah, he was so excited. He really thought that he had made he a huge cocaine dust, right? He and it was one. saffron. <laughs> saffron tucked amongst my dirty underwear to keep it safe. <laughs> it, you know what? Thank God for these experiences, Elizabeth, because we need them as we get old, as we age. I love looking back and thinking that was a, fun, one, a very funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Something I will not easily forget. That's right. So the way that I came about inflammation is because in 1999, I went to sleep as usual and I awoke the next morning blind in my right eye. Oh my God. And it was, it turned out I had multiple sclerosis and I was literally blindsided by this. Mm -hmm. um, did not see it coming. There were, there were not warning signs that I was aware of at the time. And uh, I didn't even have any idea what was MS. So and you were, were young, Elizabeth, well, you were young. I was 29, I was two weeks before my 30th birthday. Oh my God which is a classic age for MS to manifest. It's not unusual at that time. But for me, I had really spent the decade of my 20s as a girl on the go. I didn't really think very much about food. I either ate out or ate on the run or ate fast food or just skipped the meal most of the time, probably. I know, then, it sounds like your 20s to me. Exactly. <laughs> The only staple foods I kept in my apartment during that decade were Crystal Light, Diet Coke, and gummy bears. Okay. So maybe not such a huge surprise that at the end of that decade, something catastrophic would happen with my health. <laughs> but it was fun. I'm, I, I haven't, I'm not going to say I regret it. And in fact, um, being diagnosed with MS has been such a life-altering experience for me, really changed the whole course of my life. because. At that time, in 1999, there were three drugs 
they were all injectable drugs that they were using to slow down the progression of MS. And none of them were really great options. In fact, I did take one of those drugs for um, close to, on and off for five years, and it gave me hives all over my entire body. Like a good day was 30 hives and a bad day was 300 hives. It was horrible, hor misery to live like suffering, that. Suffering, suffering. But you know, when I would ask my MS doctors, what if I change my diet? What if I change my lifestyle? Will that have an impact on the course of this disease? Because 80% of MS patients end up in 10 years, within 10 years of diagnosis, having significant disabilities. Yes. So here I was about to turn 30 and learning that by the time I turned 40, I'd be in a wheelchair. Frightening. But absolutely horrifying, really. Just yes. a horrific sentence, life sentence. And in fact, I think a lot of people receive this, this diagnosis of MS and they kind of curl up in a ball and wait for their body to start falling apart like the doctors say it is going to. Yes. And then that becomes kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, I, was I think. Gonna say. And you know, it's so difficult, Elizabeth, it's so easy to, to say things like, oh, well, you have to remain positive and we can beat this and all that stuff. But we don't, we don't all have those skills. Do you know what I mean? And some, I've had friends that have been diagnosed with MS, two of them, exactly what you're talking about. And one has thrived and done everything right. And the other one just gave up early in life. And, and you know, it's, I understand why she did because it was more than she could bear. That's all, we're not all the same. It's true. And, you know, the doctors will say, we don't know why MS happens. We don't know how to stop it. And we don't know how to cure it. So therefore, there's really not that much we can do, but give you these really, um, these really toxic drugs with huge side effects and say, you know, they may or may not slow down the progression of the disease, but they're not going to stop it. And you're still going to end up really disabled. So super depressing. Super oh, depressing, huh? right? <laughs> <laughs> and we I, laugh, but yeah, very right. Well, we can laugh now. I'm now 21 years past my <laughs> diagnosis, and I am nowhere near a wear wheelchair. And you more... look marvelous. Ah, <laughs> aren't you sweet? I, I don't. See you. If you were to meet me on the street, you would not know that I had MS. This is um, fabulous. And I really believe that that MS is not what doctors think it is. So. Okay autoimmunity in general really confounds doctors. They know that it means that there's chronic inflammation in the body and they know that they, that chronic inflammation leads to damaging of some tissues and some functionalities and some systems. And then they give it a different name depending on how it's manifesting. They might call it um, lupus or they might call yes. it um, fibromyalgia or they might call it IBS. Yes. Um, so they're just kind of naming these things, but none of those names tell us why it's happening and how to stop it. So I really did not want to go home and lie down and wait to die. Thank you. <laughs> and it was my, my fiance at the time, who's now my husband of 21 years, who, who first suggested that maybe my diet might have something to do with it. Okay. And as I said, my, my diet was uh, Diet Coke, Crystal Light, and gummy bears. So you know, if he, vodka to that, that was my diet in my 20s. Very well, similar. I, I'll admit that I added Jack Daniels at that oh, time. There you go. <laughs> the Jack Daniels and Diet Coke, that was my drink. Yeah. 
Um, so there were a lot of factors. And as I started to look more into, well, what is a healthy diet? What, how does what you eat affect how you feel and how you function, which is not something that is taught in medical schools and not mm. something that many medical doctors are even interested in talking about. Um, but as I started to study more, I really realized that there was a big connection that we were overlooking. And in the beginning, or one of the first kind of aha moments that I had was through my initial studies through the ADA and the Mayo Clinic, and really coming to the recognition that whole foods are better than processed foods. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I was a child or a teenager in the 80s. And for us, processed foods were the top of the heap. That's exactly what you always wanted. This was like the, the biggest advances in, in science and food. And, and it was freeing women from the kitchen and all of that stuff, which was, of course, the absolute wrong thing to think and, and to follow. Um, so I started building on this idea of whole foods are better than processed foods. And I didn't know how to cook. So I started taking cooking classes and watching the Food Network. And what I was learning really quickly was that cooking with whole foods is really time consuming. And you end up with a whole kitchen full of dirty dishes, not to mention <laughs> after dinner when you have to clean them all up. And fatigue is a hallmark of MS. And so yes. having to deal with all of that cleanup really was making it hard for me to follow this whole foods-based diet. So one night, my husband and I were watching this late night infomercial. This was back in the days before we had cable when there were four channels on TV. So not a lot of options. But this guy came on this commercial and he said, look, I can make your whole meal in this one countertop appliance. And he puts in dry rice and a can of tomatoes and then a metal grill, like a barbecue grill type grate. And then he puts chicken breast on top of that and then another grate and then brownies on top of that, covers the whole thing with a dome, plugs it in and turns it on. And I thought that is brilliant. I want to make my whole meal in this one, in one pot too, but I don't have this countertop appliance and I didn't have any of those metal grates and I, I didn't really care about the brownies. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I went over to my oven and I thought, oh, I bet this countertop appliance thing is really hot. So I put my oven at 450 degrees. Again, I knew nothing about cooking, right? Because were you to be a cook, you would know that only like breads and pizzas and things like that really cook at 450 degrees, but I didn't know. And, um, and I pulled out a cast iron Dutch oven, a Le Creuset that we had just received as a wedding gift. And I put in some frozen fish fillets and some vegetables, just things I had around put the lid on it and put it in the oven. And in about half an hour, it just started to smell like dinner. And so that just became the way that we cooked until my college roommate came to visit for a week. And at the end, she asked me to teach her how to cook like I did. How wonderful. And so I sat down and I wrote out what is now Glorious One Pot Meals, my unique cookbook where I introduced this patented cooking method of quick, easy, and healthy meals. So it makes it really easy for people to, to start on their anti-inflammatory journey very quickly with, because they're, they start avoiding those processed foods. They're yes. basing more on whole foods, kind of winding it back around to anti-inflammatory here and what inflammation is. So 
along the way, I continued to study and I became a board certified naturopath. And really, I have been fascinated by, of course, multiple sclerosis and other autoimmune issues and what is going on there and how come doctors don't understand what's going on. And more and more diagnoses of them all the time. You're absolutely right. In fact, I think I recently saw something that said our rate of of diagnoses of autoimmune issues has been rising incredibly fast, even in just this decade, but certainly over the last 40 years. Yes. So I really, I didn't like this idea that the body was attacking itself. That didn't seem, the more I learned about how bodies are supposed to work and function in natural health, the more I realized that's not what the human body was designed to do. The human body is designed for survival and to thrive. It's not designed to attack itself. So this whole concept that autoimmunity is the body attacking itself for no reason just seemed really flawed to me. But it wasn't until I really started to get into the um, concept of designing customized anti-inflammatory diets through a test called the mediator release test. It really is the gold standard of food sensitivity testing. It's called the MRT and it's put out by a lab called Oxford Biotechnologies. There's only one lab in the whole country that does this. And if you go to like a rheumatologist or an allergy doctor at a hospital, you will not be offered this test, unfortunately. But what I learned from going through the the 40-hour certification process to learn how to interpret these this test results was what actually happens in hypersensitivity reactions and how's the, how they cause inflammation and then how we can reduce inflammation by identifying those triggers of the inflammation and um, avoiding them. Very simple. So it really brought me to understand that inflammation is the root of all symptoms. So when we're talking about aging and inflammation, some um, one of my challenges that I have found is really describing, well, what is inflammation? It's kind of a word, but we don't really know what it means. And often we think it's visible. So for instance, when I twisted my ankle in a jazzercise class and my ankle blew up, you could really see that inflammation. That was obvious inflammation that from that injury. And that's what inflammation is for. It is for basically to um, freeze up an area of your body that's injured to allow healing to happen. And that's not a problem. That's the good kind of inflammation. The kind of inflammation I'm talking about is hidden inflammation that is chronic. So it keeps coming back. And that's when inflammation gets destructive, is when it sticks around. So we can talk about inflammation in the head, that we call that a headache, or we might call it migraines, or inf- inflammation in the sinuses, we might call it sinusitis, or chronic sinus infections, or even just a stuffy nose or runny nose all the time. Um, inflammation in the lungs, that could be asthma, or COPD. Um, inflammation in the, in the stomach and digestive tract that we could call that GERD or acid reflux or irritable bowel syndrome or just even plain constipation or diarrhea. Um, Inflammation in the joints we might call arthritis. Of course, anything that ends in an itis means inflammation. Inflammation in the muscles we might call fibromyalgia. So there's all of these names or diagnoses that doctors like to call things, but none of those tell you what's causing the problem or how to solve it. Or how, see, this is the thing. 
and Elizabeth, that's why I'm thrilled. And I've done some research on my own because I was diagnosed with a little rheumatoid arthritis. It's not my hands. I could just feel it. Now, I need you to know something. I didn't have any of these problems when I worked 60 hours a week. The moment <laughs> semi-retire, I, I had time to notice the pain. Okay. Right. But I've gone to a lovely rheumatologist who I take half the dosage of a, a little pill that he gives me, which has really helped with the pain in the morning. That's all I can. I, I don't feel the same pain. I'm, I walk my dogs for an hour every day. I eat, I eat. I cook, of course, with my background. I use very little processed foods, Elizabeth. But what you just said is this. He's not, and he's a lovely rheumatologist, a lovely doctor. He's wonderful. But he has, when I said to him, should I change my diet? He looked at me like, huh? And yeah. I mean, he was totally unprepared for the questions Mm -hmm. that I asked. It's not, I'm not saying anything nasty about him, but I found this, and I also find there always seems to be less information about women's health than there is men. Absolutely. And that is because for the because great majority, so important well, right. Well, and for the great majority of our medical, Western medical research history for the last hundred years or so, they only use men in trials. Again, the girl child that's born, we're not as important so as they do all these studies, it's for men. I agree. It drives and me crazy. Elizabeth. When I was first diagnosed with MS and they, they put me on one of the MS drugs and I started having reactions to it and I would call the drug company and call my doctor and I would be like, you know, I think this is too much, this dosage. Yes. And they would say, the dosage is the same for everyone. It's universal. And I would say, I don't understand how here I am, 115 pound woman, how I would have the same dosage as a 300 pound man. <laughs> you know, common sense, Elizabeth, as we well know, is in short supply everywhere in our society. But I, I think women, I mean, this is just me and I, and I, and I'm, if I'm sounding, um, like a woman's warrior, I am, but here's the reason. <laughs> common sense prevails do you know what i mean and yes if you've been a mother run a household run a business i mean different things th this is common sense of course you shouldn't have the same you know be on the same drugs or this i mean it's but i know what you're saying because i've i've been trying to do my own research because there isn't all that much out there when i hit the internet it's true it's true and i'll tell you i work with a lot of ra patients and sure. um I use really a three-pronged approach to get rid of the inflammation out of the body. And it's all very natural. And none of it has to do with anything a rheumatologist would offer you. <laughs> but so the centerpiece of my approach is a customized anti-inflammatory diet because you are already part way there, that you're following a whole foods-based diet. You're aware of all these toxic additives and other um, preservatives, other chemicals that have snuck into and contaminated our food supply. In fact, I gave a TED talk about this exact topic in 2014. Um, it's all, they're all around us. Is it all on YouTube, Elizabeth? It is on YouTube. Well, yes. then people will have to look for it. Listeners can look for it and I will also. No, I agree with you. I just agree with you because, and of course, I'm much older than you are, Elizabeth. When I was in the, growing up in the 50s, my mother made everything. 
from scratch. We had no processed foods. I, I can actually remember the only thing, as a child, when cake mixes came out, and you could buy a cake mix on the shelf. My mother thought, this, is the, this has saved me hours of time. Now, of course, <laughs> later on in life, you realize, no, it's not. You just didn't have to measure the flour. <laughs> but, okay. but in her day, she kept saying, this saves me hours of time. Uh, and it, Absolutely. And she was right. And that's exactly why convenience proof. foods were invented. That's right. It was foolproof, which was a yes. big thing to a busy mom. But I look, you know, and I... Uh, it's very difficult in our food source, and of course, ec social economics play into it because to buy purely organic food and it, the shopping takes longer, the cost is higher. I mean, all these things. Do you know what I mean? It's a re our food source is a gigantic monster all by itself. Right, and and not even to mention the issues that they're having right now because of the COVID issues oh, and the closing of the food chains all of that stuff. Yes. So that is something I'm very focused on with my pet. Now your cookbook, Elizabeth, you said before we got on the earth, it's had a renewal. Is it meaning it's come back? Yes. Or so cover, you know, I know publishing. I, I, <laughs> so they've reissued it. Is that it? Well, no, it's never gone out of print. I've sold more than 60,000 copies Excellent. and it is, it's been evergreen for sure. So okay. it's always been selling, but it's having a resurgence of popularity right now simply because you can stock your freezer and your pantry full of foods. And I, I devote an entire chapter in the cookbook to how to do this and still create a delicious whole foods based meal using my cooking technique in less well, than an hour. I see. So the coronavirus, actually, your book is perfect for quarantine. It is perfect for quarantine. And say the name again right now. It's Glorious, G-L-O-R-I-O-U-S, not Gloria, Glorious One Pot Meals. And if you go to GloriousOnePotMeals.com, I'm offering a free stock your freezer and pantry checklist for cooking Glorious One Pot Meals. How perfect, Elizabeth. That sounds absolutely perfect. I'm going to do it when we get off. Now, what did I forget to ask you? You're such a, you know, you're, I'm going to your TED talk. So you okay. told me that. We <laughs> talked about inflammation and see, I don't, I know this. The first time I ever heard when a doctor, so I go in, I, I've been very healthy all my life. You know, I'm very, very grateful as Elizabeth. And my, I come from the stock of people that we like work all day long, have a glass of wine with lunch, say, oh, I'm a little tired and we die in our 90s. Do you know what I mean? In our <laughs> own beds. And so I, but the first time I heard inflammation from a doctor was probably in my 50s. And I, it was so poorly explained to me do you know what I mean and so I do br brushed off like oh you have a little inflammation right well okay is that like saying kind of you have a little sore throat I mean and so with your for you trying to eat show people how to eat to diminish their inflammation is extraordinary well and to recognize that that inflammation is more than just that twisted ankle yeah, it, is, it leads you down to a path of a, a lot of difficult health problems. Right. And the secret, I really believe the whole key to health is reducing that inflammation. Okay. Because if, the, if, if inflammation is what's causing symptoms and you take the inflammation away, do you have symptoms anymore? You're so smart. This is Now, Elizabeth, I think you're going to have to come back and be our guest again. I would love that. 
and we will uh, we will plan it for sometime soon and maybe i'm going to go to your website or even sometime soon we could talk about uh, from your cookbook and it's already on your website but how people can plan see i think and this is any age, I think it's any age, but especially working women, working mothers, I think that the planning of menus and stuff is the hardest part of cooking, Elizabeth. Do you know what I mean? I agree, and I'm terrible at it. Okay, and I, I can say this having been a caterer for a million years, a chef, a caterer, and then a food stylist, but I've been in food for 40 years. People would say to me things like, oh, how do you figure out what to eat for dinner every night? Do you know what I mean? It was like mind boggling to me. And I think, well, this is what's hard for people. And when they're very busy. So if you already have done this work for people, we need you to come back and talk to us about it again. I'd love to do that. And that's what we're going to do. Did I, was there anything else you want to tell us that um, I didn't ask? I would love to offer your listeners a free kickstart course oh, to help them start removing inflammation from their lives. Our Facebook group, which is active, and they're the most incredible. We actually have allowed a few men in. Don't tell anyone. Away. <laughs> we have the most, I'll call the most kick-ass women in our Facebook group are airing this first one. We're going to tell people that. And we'll get the information from you. And then all your information is on, will be on the Facebook page so people can reach out to you. But that would be absolutely lovely. So, and we can have a drawing for the Kickstart program. Well, that one I'm happy to offer to all of your listeners. Oh, well, for goodness sake, <laughs> very generous. That sounds wonderful. And then there will be another um, autoimmune and multiple sclerosis course coming out later this summer. So definitely Fabulous. make sure so you get on my newsletter list. Are able to sign up for this Kickstarter from, for you? Yep. From if you go to bit.ly, um, HTTP, you know, all the beginning stuff, bit.ly slash EY kickstart. Okay. We will get the information. We'll post it on the, uh, post it on the Facebook group and on the website and then people can take advantage of it. Fabulous. So nice of you, Elizabeth. Thank you. I can't thank you enough. How lucky and how lucky that our lives intersected. I agree. I'm a firm believer that um, uh, the teacher arrives when you look for them. That's <laughs> and I know I just totally uh, plagiarized someone and it was probably someone wonderful, but I totally agree that if you keep your eyes open, Elizabeth, information and things that you need come to you from the universe. I'm a firm believer in it. So that's how I feel about you. Thank you. Well, I have to agree and I feel so honored to have come on today. Thank you. Well, okay, then we'll talk to you again. Now, if people, 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 please, when you uh, listen to this, go, go to the Facebook page and leave a message for us. You can always contact Cindy and I at womenbeyond at icloud.com. And we can, you can reach us on our Facebook page and on our website, which is, and by the way, and we have to thank, everyone knows this about me, Elizabeth. Cindy makes this all possible in my life. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a question about it. So, and I thank you again for your time today and we'll, we'll talk to you again. Excellent. Thank you so much, Denise and Cindy. And thanks for all of your help. You got it. Bye, Cindy. Thank you. Bye, Elizabeth. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Denise. <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs>